Hey everyone, welcome to Vikings Final Prep. This is Chris Corso of Vikings.com filling in for Mike Wobshaw this week. The Vikings get set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs heading on the road to Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs have lost three straight at home. Minnesota heads into the game as the NFL's third-ranked scoring defense on the season. Seven takeaways and 12 sacks during the last four-game winning streak for the Vikings. It's been led by the NFC Offensive Player of the Month, Kirk Cousins, who's led the charge, completing 91 of 116 passes, 1,200 yards, and 10 touchdowns, with one little interception in there during this four-game stretch. The Vikings are now 6-2, and two, getting set to take on the AFC opponent. We're going to start out this show, as we always do, with Mike Zimmer, who addressed the media following practice on Friday. He had a lot to say about his crystal ball. Okay, big game on the road. Excellent football team. Uh, we're going to have to play really well, take care of the, uh, uh, the football, make sure we uh, possess it, and uh, try and get some turnovers and Go out there and play a good game on Sunday. Mike, with as many weapons as they have, what are the challenges to trying to figure out where to allocate resources and where you put Harrison Smith? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, you know, they've got so many guys that uh, are very, very explosive, uh, including the running backs. Uh, you know, they're all they get them involved a lot in the passing game as well. So um, we just have to pick our spots and and uh, try and figure out. Situationally, down in distance, and all those, all those types of things. With the game being outdoors, do you anticipate just with the cold wanting Adam to test his hamstring out before making a decision whether you're going to have him active or not? Uh, well, well, we'll probably put him through a workout. Yeah. What do you think the chances are of play? I know you had said after last um, Thursday's game you thought they were good. I have a crystal ball, but I haven't used it this week, so I don't know. We'll have to see on Sunday. What about Kansas City's defense? What are they you know, with? they're very aggressive. Um, a lot of zero pressures, uh, a lot of uh, Dublin receivers. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Jones, who I anticipate will play, is a terrific pass rusher. I had 15 and a half sacks last year. Um, uh, Mathau is a really good player. They'll leave him uh, playing man-to-man a lot on, on wide receivers. So, um they're going to be very aggressive, and we're going to have to make sure we're, we're great with the communication because it's going to be loud. Uh, we're going to have to be great with the pre-snap communication and uh, the points, and then we're going to have to take care of the football. I feel like they have momentum on their side. Do you notice a different level of confidence after these last four weeks? I think they feel good about where we're at. Where we're at, we've come. You know, practice has been good this week, and uh, you know, I think they. They they appreciated a couple of days off, being able to you know get away and then uh, get back here and get back to work. Do you anticipate um, activating Holden Hill for Sunday's game? I haven't decided yet. How's he looked in practice? Uh, you know, after being out eight weeks, <laughs> pretty good. At, at Arrowhead, the pre-snap penalties is that a little maybe a tad extra emphasis on that with how loud it can be. Yeah, we we had a pretty loud uh, this week, uh, but yeah, it can, it can get really loud. Um, you know, we've done a nice job this week, so hopefully it carries over on the game. There you have it. You heard it from the head man coming off the field at the TCO Performance Center after practice. The Vikings did practice outside on Friday. Looking at a big storyline for the Vikings-Chiefs matchup, it's injuries. 
The Vikings have a short injury report with just three players on it. Linval Joseph and Shamar Steffen, both defensive tackles, are expected to play after being full participants in practice all week. The big story for the Vikings is wide receiver Adam Thielen, who missed the first game of his career against the Washington Redskins on Thursday night football last week. Thielen leads the team with six touchdowns. He is officially listed as questionable after being a limited participant in practice this week. He addressed the media earlier this week in the locker room at the TCO Performance Center. It's good. It's good to get back out there and run around a little bit. And, um, looking forward to practice today. How much were you able to do you know, full capacity versus the limited capacity? Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to answer that, to be honest. Uh, um, I wasn't, obviously, I didn't take every rep that I normally would take, but uh, at the same time, this time of the season, you're not taking every rep. There's just, there's just no, no point to at this, at this point. Make sure body's feeling good by Sunday. You're obviously not used to standing on the sideline injured watching games. What, what was it like, and, and what did you sort of do on the sideline? Uh, well, you know, the guys played awesome, so it was fun to watch them. Um, it, was, it was obviously a different lens than I'm used to, um, but I think there's a lot of positive I could take um, um, from it personally and, and as a uh, position group and as a, as a team. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I'd rather be out there playing, but, but at the same time i got to make sure that um, I'm doing my role depending on whether I'm playing in the game or not. to try to get into the last game, but you also know don't push it too fast. How is that against your personality to kind of wait and, and see? Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. I think it's a, a way that God's testing me because I'm not very good with patience. But um, at the same time, you know, we have we have great coaches here. We have great uh, training staff that is um, that I'm just trusting them uh, with the process and um, doing everything I can to, to get back to full and, and get out there and, and help my teammates. Are you any more optimistic about this week than I was pretty optimistic last week, so. Uh, but but for me, like I said, I'm just trying to go have a good practice today and um, just you know control what I can control and and you know leave it up to the people that I trust in this organization to uh, make that call. For the Chiefs, that injury report's a little bit longer. Ten players on the injury report for the team, including their top player on offense, Patrick Mahomes. He's missed the last two games with a dislocated knee injury, and it's been Matt Moore, the career journeyman, who started the last game for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been brilliant for the team, very efficient, 34 of 56 in the two games and 384 yards with three passing touchdowns. That's pretty good for Matt Moore. Andy Reid has been working with him to get the offense set. This team has a lot of speed, including rookie Miko Hardman out of the University of Georgia, who has four receiving touchdowns on the season. Add in Tyreek Hill, who has six catches and 76 yards on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And Sammy Watkins as well. He's a deep threat who can be a big-time playmaker for the Chiefs offense. And that's not even counting Travis Kelsey, who leads the team at the tight end position with six receiving touchdowns on the season. Let's hear what Andy Reid had to say about attacking the Vikings linebackers, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks. Yeah, well, they're all, uh, you know, you can add 55 into that mix too, and they've got a good defense. They played uh, quite a little bit of time together, so there's some continuity there, even though 55 left came back, but they've they've got uh, hours together, and uh, so they, um, you know, there there are not a lot of things you're going to trick them on. They've got a pretty good feel for things, and, uh, you know, their head coach is well, before he became head coach, he was one of the best defense coordinators in the league, so they got a good scheme. 
A lot of respect from Andy Reid for Mike Zimmer. It's pretty funny. The two competed against each other when Mike Zimmer was at Weber State back in the day. Andy Reid was at Northern Arizona coaching with a very familiar Brad Childress there in college. The Chiefs, one fun fact about them as well, lead the NFL with over 1,300 yards after the catch. They have explosive playmakers, as we said before, and they are most likely going to be led by Matt Moore. Let's hear how the journeyman quarterback prepares for the Vikings defense this week. Same, same. Just uh, you go out, you prepare, get ready to play a game. Um, You... uh, you value the reps you get and use those to your advantage and just move forward with with that mindset. I mean, I, again, I've been – this is nothing new. I've been in this situation before, so I'm used to it. And just go practice and, and get better and prepare yourself for the first Sunday. Yeah, great test. Um, great players, obviously. And they've been playing together for a long time. Uh, they've, they've been in that scheme. They've been with each other, you know, all their communication – extremely cohesive group obviously on defense so that's going to be challenging and um, they're very sound in what they do and that makes us just we just got to uh, kind of be on top of our game and, and execute uh, what we got going on but but uh, yeah very good defense for sure all right we'll be right back with Vikings final prep but first join Mike Musman along with John Randall for Vikings country Tuesday November 5th from 5.30 to 8.30 at Jordan's Supper Club in Jordan, presented by Miller Lite. You could win great prizes, including tickets to the Miller Lite Lounge at U.S. Bank Stadium. Visit vikings.com slash vikingscountry for more info and a full schedule. Get ready for kickoff all season long with Vikings Blend at Caribou Coffee. 10% off all proceeds go back to the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital. Purchase in-store today or at cariboucoffee.com. We'll be right back with Vikings Final Prep right after this. Welcome back to Vikings Final Prep. We have a lot more content for you from Vikings Game Plan, from The Voyage, and from Skull Stories coming up. But first, Vikings fans, Total Transportation wants to give you a chance to win the Ultimate Game Day Experience Package. You and a guest will win transportation to and from the December 8th game against the Detroit Lions. Lower level tickets, a gift card to the Vikings team store, and a gift card for concessions. Visit vikings.com promotions to register. Heading into the second half of the show, we will look at the winning formula segment from Vikings Game Plan from the TCO Performance Center. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Ron Johnson of Vikings Game Day Live, and Pete Bursich, the color commentator on the Vikings Radio Network, discuss what it's like for the Vikings heading into Arrowhead Stadium and the recent success of wide receiver Stephon Diggs as he's been an absolute monster for the team as of late. Beginning with the perceived impossibility or toughness of winning games at Arrowhead. Now the Chiefs have lost three consecutive at home. How difficult is it to win here? It's difficult, but the teams that beat them, so you're talking about the Houston game, you talk about Indianapolis, and you talk about the Packers, all rushed for over 100 yards. So what does that do? That takes the crowd noise out of it because running the ball, there's not a ton of checks and conversations that need to happen. And then once you start to get those fans to sit on their hands, you kind of have them in your place. So I think, and the Vikings have that. They have Dalvin Cook. 
So running the ball is going to be key. Yes, you have to pass. You have to go shot with shot, whether it's Mahomes or more. Yeah. But you still need to run the ball, and that's the key. And, Peter, you've played there. Yeah. Uh, so you're very familiar with the crowd noise. It is. It's one of the most unique places that you're ever going to go, especially what they do at the National Anthem when they say the home of the Chiefs. They tailgate there all day. I think exactly what Ron says. The running game is huge. But the other part of it, though, is you can't make the mistakes. You let them make the mistakes. They've lost games because of turnovers, because of mistakes that they have made. Yeah. The other thing that you, you really have to take advantage of is, is the amount, the high scoring, the amount of points that they allow. They gamble. They gamble on offense and they gamble on defense, and you have to take advantage of that. Now, again, Kansas City has lost three consecutive at home. They haven't lost four in a row at home or more since 2012. That year, they finished 2-14. and 14. Part of the problem is a Kansas City team that, quite honestly, at times, is defense-less. Yes, they play defense, but they're defense-less and a little toothless at times. How can we take advantage of that? Time of possession. So you look at the Packers game. The Packers out time of possession them, and that was the key, is you do not allow that offense on the field for long periods of time. And their defense is not doing a great job of getting them off the field. Third downs, way too high for their defense, and that's the key, is Kirk Cousins is going to be dead on with his third down calls, his checks, and then Stefanski with the play call as well on third down. Now, they give up 145 rushing yards per game, Peter. I mean, on the surface, it sounds like go Dalvin, go Madison, uh, but, but they know their run defense is a little shoddy, so they'll try to tighten it up. They will, and I think that's going to require some technical changes or schematic changes on their part. One of the things, though, is the way, the ways that running backs have made this team pay. Not just out of the backfield, Paul, but as wide receivers. you got to be able to take, take advantage of Dalvin Cook and his ability to flex out as a wide receiver, get and create some of these matchups that are going to head up in your favor. Because, again, if you get in third and long and you're inefficient on first and second down, you're playing into their hand because they can zone blitz as well as anybody else. They zero blitz. They do all these things. So you can't put yourself behind the eight ball that way. Being efficient, running the ball on first and second down, third and short, and have a veteran like Cousins be able to see what's going on in front of them and then make them pay for what they want to try to do. Now, Ron, Stephon Diggs hoping to do some damage against uh, this Kansas City Chiefs defense. And as we will see graphically momentarily, Stephon has done some historically sound things of late. But the bottom line, man, he's playing really well. Yeah, and you look at Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and you talk about the historic numbers in the last three games. You would assume some of these guys would have done it. Nobody's done it since Steph or before Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And so, he, yes, he's run after the catch. I mean, I think the yak is the big one. He is putting up some yards when he gets the ball in his hand. Kirk Cousins is doing a good job of getting the ball out quick. And then also Diggs and Kirk have finally gotten on the same page, even with Thielen. I know people are saying Thielen was out last game and got hurt in the one before that, the Lions. But with Thielen in the game, he's had some big games as well. I think the one thing about Diggs is he can be explosive. He's the most, I think, explosive wide receiver that we have, meaning we, he can beat you down the field. And I think you look at Stefanski the last couple of weeks, when they can get Diggs one-on-one with anybody, down the field, they're going to take advantage of it. He is the deep threat. I'd like to see him hold on to the football a little better. You take away those couple fumbles that he's had so far this season, then, yeah, I think he's had an unbelievable season thus far. But having Thielen back next to him and the problems that that's going to create in their back end, it's going to be fantastic. Ron, how about this? On the graphic you just saw, Steph is fourth in the NFL in receiving yards. Consider four of his first five games – he had like a, a, a total of 141 receiving yards. So to go from there 
to what has happened really over the last month. I mean, that is dominating. Yeah, and he was an advocate for himself. Everybody wants to make a big deal about it, but he, you know, one, did he go a little too far with some of it? Maybe. But he had to voice his opinion. He had to say, hey, I can make some of these big plays, get the ball in my hands. What that's going to do, though, is when he goes deep, like Pete said, now Thielen can run underneath and have no coverage to maybe one-on-one. And so that just adds to this ability to show stuff like this. You come back and then you hit a big play, play after play, you can't just sit on Thielen anymore on the dig routes and I think overall it's going to help Kirk Cousins down the road. It really is amazing what Stefan Diggs has done. 452 receiving yards over the past three games. Like the guy said that is the most of any Viking breaking the record of Randy Moss in that span. Moving forward the Vikings take on the Kansas City Chiefs as we said so what better guest for Skull Stories than to have Jared Allen join the show. Allen played for both teams Started his career with the Kansas City Chiefs, had 43 sacks in his time there. He talked about really growing up as a player going against the competition on the Chiefs offense during that time. But then he went to a place where he now calls his home and the place where he retired, and that is Minnesota. Uh, what can the Vikings expect uh, in, uh, in Kansas City on Sunday where the atmosphere is known to be one of the best in the National Football League? Yeah, they're going to be hungry. I tell you how much uh, the Chiefs have lost like three of the last four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Vikings are rolling pretty good. So, uh, you know, Mahomes, obviously, what a stud that guy is. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the Chiefs, you know, having a good year and those expectations because those truly are some of the best fans in the game. And uh, Arrowhead is one of those iconic places that, you know, you get to play. There's so much history at that stadium, uh, it, you know. Like, you know, I just remember going to the game. I'd roll my window down right when I got to the parking lot. You could smell those coals burning. I mean, it's hard to focus on football sometimes when you know how good that food is in the parking lot. Um, and then you got, and then you got the uh, the Vikings. You know what I mean? It's just another iconic, iconic team. Obviously, they're not. The you know, U.S. Bank is, is slightly a step up from the Metrodome and uh, and the Met, but uh, still, like, the traditions that, that rival that those kind of those Midwest blue collar teams. I mean, I mean, both with just Amazing fan bases, so it's gonna be a fun, iconic clash. I think you know the Vikings are riding the high, uh, the high horse right now. You know, Cousins uh, has heated up a little bit, and and you know, but when you go to Arrowhead, that crowd truly does make a difference. And uh, I tell you what, when you got a uh, you got a fan base like that, you can't lose too many at home. So the Chiefs, I'm sure, will be extremely hungry, and Andy Reid and those guys will have uh, will have something in store for the Vikes. Jared. Uh- why was it important for you to retire as a Viking? You finished your career with the Bears, then briefly with the Carolina Panthers, but your career was pretty much evenly divided between Kansas City and Minnesota. But why, why the Vikings? You know, I was there the longest, and uh, you know, like I said, they they showed the most faith in me. Um, you know, I mean, not just from a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. but you know, Brad Childress meant the world to me. Leslie Frazier meant the world to me. When I left the Vikings. It wasn't, there was, it wasn't under false pretenses. It wasn't under any malicious behavior. We had honest conversations about where the team was going and where I was at in my career. And my goal was to try to get to a Super Bowl, right? And so, you know, I was trying to find a quarterback. We didn't have a quarterback, you know, even signed at that time. And so I was looking for a quarterback that could try to get me where I was trying to get to, you know? Um, and, there, and, and like I said, just the honest communication and, and, and Ziggy and Marguerite, so great to my family. Um, the Vikings, I always knew. I mean, I never wanted to leave the Vikings. I and mean, truth be told, I was, I was before I was signed with the Bears. I had already, I was, you know, written my retirement letter. I was about to shut it down just because I didn't want to go anywhere else. Uh, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just home. Like I said, they, at a time of my career, you know, when, when, when I was playing well, but, you know, the Chiefs were, were questioning my character. The Vikings came out, and, and they, they stepped up, and they, and they put their faith in me. And it was such – I mean, it was a phenomenal six years. I mean – Well, they loved you here. Just, it was such, yeah. Oh, and I still love them. And, and like I said, it was, it was honest. My whole time there was honest. It was fun. Um, not only did I meet some, you know, great lifelong friends there with Pat and Kevin and, and the list goes on with teammates, but coaches and lifelong influences. You know, my first daughter was born there. My, you know, I got married when I was there. So for me, the Vikings, well, that's just, that's, it, it was always my home. From one Vikings legend to another, this is a soundbite from The Voyage, which airs on all Vikings platforms every other Thursday throughout the Vikings season, thanks to producer Nate Vaughn for putting for putting it together. On this episode, the team headed to Fran Tarkington's house in Georgia to hear about his talks with Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. I kind of shared with him this. Everything I learned about quarterbacking came from other quarterbacks. Van Brocklin was my coach. He was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Sid Luckman, who was a Hall of Fame quarterback from the Chicago Bears, I spent time with these quarterbacks, Y.A. Tittle, Hall of Fame quarterback. I, they were my mentors. Everybody needs a mentor. And the, I always went to these guys that were, were great, great, great quarterbacks to find out from them, what, give me, give me how you went about it. That's better than coaches. I don't want to demean coaches, but I want to learn from the people who've done it at the highest level. And they were the ones that really taught me how to play quarterback. And everybody that plays quarterback, and I told Kirk Cousins, everybody's got ability. If you get to the NFL as a quarterback, you can throw, you've got a brain, you can run a little bit, you're an athlete, and you've performed at a high level. But now you're on a bigger stage. And you've got to be better every every day. That'll do it for Vikings final prep. The Vikings get set for their 13th ever meeting with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's get a win on this Sunday. To catch the game, you can hear it on Fox at 12 p.m. Central Time. Play-by-play will be done by Kevin Burkhart, and the analyst will be Charles Davis along with Pam Oliver on the sidelines. We also encourage you to take in the game on the Vikings radio network. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen, Pete Bursich, and sideline reporters Greg Coleman and Ben Lieber will be there for the call. Let's get a big win for the Vikings and move to 7-2 on the season. Skull Vikings. Vikings.